1: and welcome back everybody this is episode 20 of the announcer schedules podcast I'm your host Mike Gill Phil Demontmolin he is the voice I see his face you guys don't maybe we'll do some video somewhere down the road Phil he is the voice behind the Twitter handle announcer Sched. everybody in the announcer world follows at announcer Sched. we're here to tell you who's announcing the game some thoughts on those teams some highlights of the week, all that and more. First, rate, review, subscribe to the Sports Media Watch uh, podcast channel. That's where you'll get us. Generally on Thursdays, sometimes we'll add an interview. Later on in the week, you can get... Uh, John Lewis, one of my favorite reads, Sports Media Watch with T.J. Reeves. They do the Sports Media Watch podcast. That drops on Wednesdays. And tell me a story I don't know. George Hoffman, uh, this week Jesse Rogers, ESPN. If uh, you're a baseball fan, he's covering that Phillies Padres series. Really good, insightful interviews. He uh, gets great guests on that podcast. They're all on the sports media watch feed episode twenty, Phil and uh man, we've got baseball playoff. the NBA started last night. the NHL is now moving college football
2: the whole nine yards. It is a sports euphoria <laughs> that's right we're we're in full swing on. A lot of different sports all happening at once, and uh, what a time to follow the, the broadcasting side as well.
1: Yeah, I know uh, here in the Philly market, I know at the end we usually do our adventures. Uh, we got adventures all over. I mean, the Phillies are in the NLCS. We've got the Eagles 6-0. and The Sixers opened on uh, Tuesday night, and the Flyers are 3-0. and This is a great time to be a Philly sports fan, but... We'll go around uh, the leagues and see what's happening as uh, the NFL week six in review. Let's take a look as uh Fox had a couple of uh, fill-ins because of the major league baseball playoffs. Joe Davis was on baseball. Adam Amin, excuse me. Yes. was
2: on baseball, Adam Amin was on baseball. So we had some new voices. Yeah. We, we talked about this last week and we're trying to kind of guess what Fox would ultimately do. They hadn't made a decision when we were taping the show episode number 19 and ultimately i think between the travel the uncertainty whether these series would possibly go five games maybe trying to get ahead of it a little bit and just get announcers prepared and that kind of thing um they end up going ahead and substituting for joe davis and adam amin who are on the uh divisional series for the major league baseball playoffs brandon gauden fills in for joe davis on buck steelers So, Gawden worked with uh, Daryl Johnston in that booth. And then Noah Eagle, uh, Ion Eagle's son, uh, fills in for Adam Amin, and he works with Mark Schlereth on the 49ers-Falcons game. And, uh, yeah, you know, some big opportunities for those two. Gawden has has done plenty of uh, NFL, so nothing uh, new for him. You know, he's sort of like kind of this swingman-type role where you'll see him in spots like this. But for Noah Eagle, this was his – you know, uh, big show Sunday NFL debut. He's done the Nickelodeon games right. in the past. Um, you know, he's done college football, you know, for, for Fox, uh, this year. In fact, that, uh, you know, he, he called your Mountaineers game, um, earlier on a, on a Thursday night yeah, into the end the weekend. Thursday
1: night game against Baylor.
2: Yeah. And then, and then headed, uh, to handle the 49ers Falcons game. And, uh, yeah, big opportunity for him. He's only 25 years old. You know, he's also the voice of the Clippers. Um, he got that job when he was 22. Hmm. So talking about a young gun, a young talent, Noah Eagle, and another step in the in his rise as an announcer. Uh, certainly getting this big opportunity, and part of it by happenstance, of course, with the with the Major League Baseball playoffs. But bottom line is Noah Eagle was on the on the call on Sunday, and at the same time, which was kind of interesting, his his father, uh, Ian Eagle, of course. Ah uh, was over on CBS. so they they work for for competing networks now. So Ian was over on CBS for the Ravens Giants, Noah on 49 ers Falcons. So if you happen to get those two games in in the same market or if you have um you know Sunday ticket, you could go back and forth between the two uh, Eagle announcers. yeah, and by the
1: way, Brandon is thirty eight years old, a young guy too. And if you listen on the radio a lot, you'll hear him on a lot of Westwood One coverages. So uh, there you go. Brandon Gordon is uh, a Westwood One guy. Noah Eagle is uh, making his NFL foray. Let's take a look at uh, Week 7. It's here. Uh, Many of you are listening to this when it drops on Thursday, and we know we've got the normal Thursday team for the Amazon game, Kevin Cooler, Ryan Leaf, by the way. They're going to handle the radio side on Westwood One. So Ryan Leaf, uh, I don't know that I've seen his name this season. I've seen it in the past. I don't know that I've seen it this season, though.
2: Yeah. So they've had a couple different combinations of guys in this Thursday night spot for Westwood one, you know, it's pretty consistent on, on Monday night, you know, with Kevin Harlan and and Kurt Warner Um, Sunday night as well seems to, you know, um, typically be the same team, but you know, they've used a couple different folks in, in this role on Thursday. I don't know if it's because of logistics or necessarily, or they're trying different things. I'm not sure, but Kevin Kugler and, and Ryan Leaf, um, you know, Leaf's done a, a bunch of college football as well in, you know, in his, you know, young broadcasting career. He's, he just got started, you know, a season or two ago. Um, and then, of course, another Amazon game. John Lewis and TJ talked about this on the Sports Media Watch podcast that just dropped, um, how Amazon is starving for a competitive game. <laughs> and, uh, in fact, you know, the broadcast might be suffering a little bit and perhaps even the ratings as well. And, uh, hopefully they'll get that with Saints Cardinals on Thursday. Yeah. Right? I
1: listened to, uh, the Sports Media Watch with TJ and John. They, they kind of, um, I don't know, uh, indicated or hinted that maybe Al Michaels, uh, you know, sounds a little disinterested in some of these games here, uh, because they haven't been very competitive. But a lot of talk about, too, Al Michaels really calling out Dan Snyder in the middle of that game, too. So, uh, Uh, something to watch on these thursday night games um we'll see if we get more competitive scoring the scoring has been down all over the league saints can score though so we'll see uh that is on amazon let's go to the sunday slate uh some interesting pairings here of course as always as we get uh that cbs look first
2: yeah, so the one o'clock game, the the number one team, the majority of the country on CBS. Uh, Nance Romo, Tracy Wolfson on the sidelines. That's Lions, Cowboys, and then over on on CBS, uh, Kevin Harlan uh, will have the Browns and Ravens. Another uh, the third CBS game at the one o'clock windows, Colts, Titans. That's with uh, former guest of the podcast Andrew Catalan, along with James. Lofton. Uh and then the Fox games uh at one o'clock as well. There's four of those. Packers, Commanders. That's Adam Amin, you know, back in that that role of his uh with Daryl Johnston, Giants, Jags, uh, that's the Chris Myers game. Um, Bucks, Panthers, uh, Kenny Albert and Jonathan Vilma on the game there, and then Falcons, Bengals gauden and smith on that one so you know what fox is doing this time around because once again joe davis is going to be busy with baseball is they moved chris myers with the Schlereth team Uh, so he's going to be working with mark Schlereth and christina pink on that giants jaguars game and meanwhile gauden is going to be working with Robert Smith, who's, who Myers has worked with earlier this season. So just a little bit of a shift here and there, but certainly guys like uh, Brandon Gauden and, and Chris Myers, uh, this is old hat for them as far as you know filling into these different roles.
1: And a couple games on radio on 1 o'clock, you get the uh, Cowboys feed on Compass, Kevin Ray, Danny White, former uh, Cowboy quarterback, is the analyst there. Sports USA, John Ayers and Brandon Noble, uh, Penn State guy, played for Washington. I think he played for Dallas, too. Uh, And then ESPN Radio, Mark Kesteser, who's been on the announcer schedules podcast. You can go back in our archives and listen to Mark Kesteser. He's working with uh, Kelly Stauffer, the uh, former Seahawk quarterback on that Green Bay Commanders game. And then, uh, Phil, why don't we uh, get to the four o'clock sleep?
2: Yeah, so CBS at 4 o'clock, uh, that 4.05 window, uh, Jets and Broncos, that's the Iron Eagle game with, with Charles Davis, uh, Evan Washburn reporting there, Texans Raiders, uh, that's the Greg Gumbel game, and then the 4.25 uh, Fox window, um, the Chiefs Niners game is the number one Fox a game that's out in um, you know the Bay Area. Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi. And then the seahawks Chargers game, so another West Coast game um, on Fox as well. That's Kevin Kugler, former guest of the podcast, with Mark Sanchez on that one.
1: Yep, and then uh, the 4 o'clock radio game is uh, Sports USA, Kansas City and the Niners, Larry Kahn, Doug Plank, and then Compass Media has Seahawks and Chargers. That's Chris Carino, Brian Baldinger. They seem to work a lot of games together. And then uh, I know Sunday night is the uh, NBC team. And then on Westwood One Radio, that's Ryan Radke. And Mike Mayock is back on the radio.
2: Yeah, so it um, looks like Mayock this week. Um, it had been Golick Sr. You know, for, in that spot quite a bit. But it's usually Radke on the play-by-play side. And uh, Mayock will get to join Radke back down in in my old hood, uh, down in Miami. Yep. I had Mike Golick on
1: my radio show last week. He called the Eagles and the Cowboys for Westwood One Radio. And as you hinted at earlier, Monday night, it's the uh, regular ESPN crew and then Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, which is that regular Westwood One radio crew. Uh, So that's a look at the NFL. We talked about hectic announcer travel last week on the podcast. Well, the uh, subject of that uh, has a story for us.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I was able to touch base with Wes Durham, who's who's a great guy. He's been around a long time. He does a lot of work on the the ACC network on the network uh, TV side. Um, you know, uh, hosts the talk show there and does a lot of games, both basketball and football. And if you recall, last week we talked a little bit about you know some of these like hectic close calls with with travel and that kind of thing. And Wes kind of gave me the full story on what happened in that Falcons uh, Bucks situation, where he was trying to get from Pittsburgh, where he had worked a college football game on Saturday, to a one p.m. kickoff on Sunday in Tampa, and it was the first time in nineteen years that a travel issue kept him from making a game. And you know, I remarked at the la- on the last podcast that like I'm I'm kind of amazed this you know, doesn't happen more often just with the nature of, you know, airline travel and overbookings and mechanical issues and all this. But apparently it was a mechanical issue for him. You know, he got stuck in Atlanta, uh, a four hour plus delay trying to get to Tampa. So they exercised a backup plan that they had in place, I guess, you know, just in these rare situations in his analyst Dave Archer called the game. We talked about that a little bit, you know, probably the challenge of, of filling in, um, you know, suddenly being called to do play-by-play instead of analysis. But if you, maybe if you have this in the back of your mind and you've done enough games and been alongside a play-by-player like Wes Durham, who's such a pro, you know, you, you pick up quite a few things and, you know, he certainly has uh, I would imagine, you know, production support spotter stats, all that kind of thing. And meanwhile, you know the west got stuck in atlanta and it's the falcons broadcast so he was able to head over to the flagship station and he did in studio updates in and out of the commercial breaks so he was still part of the broadcast wow. but was just in the studio so you know um kind of cool that i, I really appreciate west sort of uh filling me in on the on the full story so we could then communicate that to our our listeners but you know 19 years he he was able to you know not miss a game you know due to due to travel and when you're trying to pull off that college football nfl double which a number of announcers do and certainly a lot of production folks do um it can be hectic no doubt about it especially with those one o'clock
1: kicks Yep, and then uh, just to kind of give some people indication on how hectic it can be, Kevin Harlan this week, six games in eight days. Uh, Sunday, he was in uh, the New England-Cleveland. He did that game in Cleveland. Monday, he did the Denver Charger-Westwood One Radio. Tuesday, he was on TNT for basketball. Thursday, TNT for basketball. Sunday, Cleveland-Baltimore CBS. Monday Night Football, New england Chicago, Westwood won six games, eight days, a lot of travel. That's Kevin Harlan. For them to make all these games, sometimes I think we take for granted. So there you go. A little look at some hectic travel here on the announcer schedules podcast. And uh, of course, we got college football last week, Phil. We had uh, tre- tremendous games as always. This was a, I was so wrapped up in the baseball that some of these games, got lost in the sauce. They were on my second TV with the sound down.
2: Yeah. I mean, this Alabama, Tennessee game was just unreal and it was a wild affair. Tennessee was up big Alabama came back, um, you know, uh, Alabama a chance to, you know, win it with a, you know, late field goal. Then Tennessee able to, you know, with very little time on the clock, put itself in position. And then, Upset Alabama, the biggest win in Tennessee uh, football uh, for years, and talking about a bottled-up fan base who was ready to explode, <laughs> and they that they did exactly that, uh, rushing the field and everything, and you know that was absolutely wild. You know, I'm I'm located here in the mountains of western North Carolina, and not all that far from from Knoxville tennessee and they're still buzzing over there from this one and it's probably going to keep on rolling you know this tennessee fan base is one of the largest in the country and uh cbs was able to bring us that action and man did it show how excited those folks were chase mcgrath
1: for the win for the volunteers from 40 on the way a knuckleball That's Brad Nestler on the CBS call. and here they come. the pictures told the story. The fireworks were ready to go, Phil, as soon as that kick knuckled its way
2: through. Yeah, Brad Nestler with uh, Gary Danielson was the the analyst there. Uh, Jenny Dell was was on the sidelines. And uh, yeah, Nestler, you know, he's he's done a number of these, you know, over the years, uh, no doubt there. And it was a knuckleball. you were like, is this ball going to make it over the, you know, uh, through the goalposts or not? And it ended up doing exactly that. And uh, yeah, I mean, what a uh, late afternoon, early evening of sec college football and uh that's why they they pay these big bucks for these these packages because of games like that
1: yeah and let's uh bring the whole broadcast together jenny dell you mentioned josh heupel's the head coach
3: all right coach hey how
1: She got it there. Rocky Top was playing in the background. I got my questions in. Coach, go ahead and enjoy this one.
2: Yeah, Je- Jenny Dell. If, if you recall, you know, she got this big promotion in this offseason, you know, getting this, um, you know, number one college football sideline reporter job for, for CBS Sports. And uh, I think she's done a great job. That is a very difficult job, by the way. <laughs> when the crowd is being rushed, um, you know, when the crowd's rushing onto the field like that and they're trying to mob the head coach, I mean, there's a few police officers there and state troopers there to kind of, you know, fend people off and that kind of thing. And the noise had to be deafening. And for Jenny Dell to pull off any sort of post game interview, not to mention even involving a prop, a, a, a box of cigars was pretty impressive. Uh, Not to mention, that's a very tough challenge. We talked about audio a little bit in the last episode for the audio folks. I mean, talking about uh, making sure that uh, remote microphone works correctly uh, with some serious um, outside factors all happening at once there in I think CBS did a did a nice job considering how, uh, you know how much madness was going on there on that field.
1: Yeah, and this is the way uh, as the students were ripping down the Gold goalposts. Uh, Adam Zucker caught it in the studio
4: crush is on
2: in Knoxville after one of the craziest games we have ever experienced. And those are some very important uprights that are coming down and may end up in the Tennessee river tonight.
1: That's exactly where they ended up in the Tennessee river. So uh, Adam sucker, saw the, the,
2: he gave the play by play of the students bringing down the goalpost. That might be my favorite clip of them all because you know, one, we, we don't talk about the studio guys all that much, but This was such a big scene and such big news that it's like they went into covering the game, covering the scene there into the studio show versus like, you know, the typical studio show where they're showing some highlights and, you know, um, talking back and forth and that kind of thing. And the production job there as well, coming out of the break with the CBS music in the background and Zucker describing the scene as it's happening. And, you know, if you haven't had the chance to look at some of these videos or some of these still shots of that field, it is madness. So the SEC fined Tennessee $100,000. You know, <laughs> I'm sure they were happy to pay that that bill because their fan base is so happy now. Um, they're probably making – money hand over fist in in merchandising or or ticket sales or what have you. But Zucker, I thought, did an awesome job, you know, setting that up and then telling the story as it happened. And they continued from there in that studio, um, you know, uh, reporting on what was happening there in the aftermath of that big upset, Tennessee over Alabama.
3: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: We are recording on Wednesday. This drops generally on Thursday. So we have a Wednesday game Thursday, Friday, and then, of course, the full slate on
2: Saturday. Yeah, so by the time you'll be listening to this, the Wednesday game would have already happened. And uh, we haven't gone to our adventures yet, Mike, but I'll actually be at this one. I'm I'm heading up the road to to Boone, North Carolina, and I'm going to try to track down those App State announcers who we, we talked about at an earlier broadcast while I'm up there. So that's Wednesday, Georgia State in App State.
1: Yep. Uh, Thursday night, uh, ESPN's got the Barry Riddick and Harry Lyles back on that main game. Virginia Georgia Tech. ESPNU, there's the before mentioned uh, West Durham doing the Troy South Alabama game. And then uh, Friday, we got a bunch of games. It's always good for those little Friday night college football games.
2: Yeah, you know, they've been uh ESPN has been running this Ivy League package, Princeton and Harvard uh there uh so you can check that out on on Friday if that's your thing. Uh Tulsa is at Temple, you know, up there in, in Philadelphia um on ESPN 2. That's the Roy Philpot Andre Ware game and uh there's some CBS Sports uh, Net action as well with Alex Barrio on the call.
1: All right, Saturday Game Days in Eugene uh for UCLA and Oregon uh, but we got some, uh, you know, teams. Syracuse is undefeated. They're getting Sean McDonough, Syracuse alum. Uh, that team with Todd Blackledge, that's the ABC main game, Syracuse and Clemson. And then, uh, of course, uh, we got a full the noon lineup leading to another week of college football.
2: Yeah, uh, Gus Johnson uh, back at it. That'll be the uh, big noon kickoff game with the, the pregame show is there as well. Iowa and Ohio State, uh, Cincinnati SMU. That's the Mark Jones RG3 team uh so a couple straight weeks that rg3s back in his you know uh back in texas where he he played his college ball and everything uh nice schroff we've been following that crew with uh brock osweiler and taylor mcgregor uh kansas and baylor and plenty more at noon
1: uh 330 we got another group of games and by the way uh touchdown radio has brett dolan and gino Toretta doing that iowa iowa uh, ohio state game that is your noon College football game. I think it's the only new national radio game uh,
2: that's going out. So, touchdown radio has that. You go to three thirty. Yeah, so three thirty, uh, Ole Miss and LSU. Uh, that's the the CBS game with once again Nestler, Danielson, and Dell. We'll see if there's some more fireworks there. Uh, Mississippi's off to to a, a big start also with uh, you know Lane Kiffin, their coach. UCLA, Oregon, three thirty, uh, Benetti and Brock cured. Ah, uh, Texas Oklahoma State. So another big matchup that's on, on network television, on ABC. That's the Dave Pash game. Uh Purdue, Wisconsin, Bob Waschusen, you know, he'll he'll do the Jets radio on Sunday. He did some NHL this week, so another kind of hectic schedule for him. Um, you know, once this NBA and NHL gets going and you throw in the football, some of these guys are really juggling quite a bit, but Wischusen is on that ESPN call of Purdue in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, and on the radio Mike Cousins, who was on the announcer schedules podcast. He's got the ESPN radio call of Ole Miss LSU with Max Starts and Fitzsimmons. Westwood one, Mike Watts, Derek Rackley. Uh, the uh, Westwood one is a three thirty 30 uh, kick there for that Texas-Oklahoma State game. And, uh, yeah, we got Compass Media at night on radio. T.J., our man T.J. Reeves from the Sports Media Watch. He's back on the radio with Tiki Barber. I think this is the third straight week. He's got Alabama and Mississippi State. So, uh, Learfield has Sloan Martin, Mike Golick, Jr. That's that national Learfield broadcast. So, a bunch of radio offerings uh, in the afternoon and in, into the evening.
2: Yeah, and, the, and those radio offerings complement, you know, big – network tv games typically and that's the case here mississippi state alabama on espn that's the fowler herb street holly Rowe game so um that's some ambitious travel by the way for herb street because he's going to be doing game day all the way in eugene oregon and then have to get to tuscaloosa alabama i can almost guarantee you there's private aircraft involved in that but uh, yeah fowler herb street and row on the mississippi alabama game on espn and then also that pat mcafee simulcast um, alternative telecast will be happening on ESPN too, and then you know you mentioned the Learfield game uh, that complements the Minnesota Penn State game over on ABC, and that's the Joe Tessitore, Greg McElroy, Katie George pairing, and let's bring West Durham back eight o'clock Pitt
1: Louisville on the ACC network. So he's got a couple of games this weekend. Uh, travel be damned, our buddy Roxy Bernstein, he was a a guest of the podcast. He is doing the Colorado Oregon State game with Lincoln Kennedy, so uh,
2: if you go into the night, you're going to continue to get some more broadcasts. And you know, I love going into the night, and that's what uh, Saturday night provides once again. You know that that West Coast action. You know whether you're you know um, an insomniac or a degenerate of a certain type who might need to. Uh, uh, you know make it all back late at night um Washington Cal that's the 10:30 game on ESPN that's with Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore those two by the way Dave Fleming and Rod Gilmore I don't know how many people know this but they're both Stanford graduates so you know kind of kind of interesting them heading back to their their rival Cal to do that game but of course as we've talked about these national guys you know like that you won't notice any any bias or anything but 10:30, uh, Washington and Cal. Then 10:30 also San Diego State and Nevada over on CBS Sportsnet. That's with Chris Lewis on the play-by-play call. And then this one really got my attention at 11 p.m. Eastern time, um, 8 p.m. Pacific. So 11 p.m. Eastern time. This thing will probably be ending, you know, uh, at least 2 a.m. in the morning, 2:30 a.m. on the East Coast. ESPN2 showing a, a FCS versus FCS game. And this is pretty rare, you know, like where they they would pick a game like this and have it on, you know, one of their major networks. But on ESPN2, Montana, the Grizzlies, at Sacramento State, the Hornets, and that's the Brian Custer, Dustin Fox, Jalen Johnson team. So that's kind of cool that they're giving FCS uh, some love. On one of the bigger networks, and uh, yeah, for uh, once again, if, we, if you're up late, you still got something to watch into the wee hours on the East Coast.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, let's. By the way, Dave Fleming doing the. Uh, you mentioned him; he' you'll familiar voice. Uh, does the Giants? Does a lot of baseball uh, as well. So let's get into the baseball. We go from uh, Dave Fleming doing football to the baseball. Here we go. The the, the championship series began on uh, Tuesday with the Phillies. Wednesday it gets underway in the American League. Uh, but let's break down uh, the, the pairings. Who got these
2: games, the NL and ALCS? Yeah, so, you know, now that the NL and ALDS are all complete, and we saw, you know, a number of broadcasters throughout all those series, you know, things kind of settle in now with these, you know, seven-game series, uh, first American League, Astros, and Yankees. Um, that's getting going today as as we're taping the broadcast on on Wednesday in Houston. Brian Anderson, Ron Darling, and Jeff francoeur you know, thats it's a three-man booth on TBS. Lauren Shahadi is the reporter. Shahadi, by the way, and, uh, you know, hat tip to John Lewis for 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 noticing this a, ahead of time, um, you know, she was the reporter for the Yankees' uh, Guardian series, you know, throughout. However, you know, because of the rain delays, that series got moved all the way to Tuesday, and Shahadi then shifted over to the studio uh which is where Ernie Johnson usually is because Johnson had to mobilize for NBA coverage the you know the opening night on the NBA inside the NBA on, on TNT so Shahadi moved over into the studio Matt Weiner moved into her spot for that Yankees Guardians uh game 5 but Astros Yankees Anderson Darling Francois and Shahadi on the TBS broadcast, and then on the NL side of things. Real
1: quick, Phil, on that, Bob Costas, who did the Yankee Guardian series, he's going to take over for Ernie Johnson as the studio host for these championship series. So Bob Costas is not doing play-by-play. He will be in the studio, though, and I know there was a lot of reaction to Bob doing play-by-play for the first time in a regular series in I
2: think like 20 years that he had not done a full playoff series. Yeah, first time in terms of a playoff series. Now he has done quite a bit on MLB Network. Yeah, like a game. Know. He'll do like yeah, one a, a game, game a few a few times a year kind of thing. Jim Cott was often his uh, analyst for those games. I'm a big Costas fan, and I saw all this, and you know, I listened a little bit to see like what was different, you know, from before and that kind of thing. And I did hear him tell do some of this storytelling and and um, you know talking about you know maybe different subjects and that sort of thing um you know it seemed like the number one complaint was he wasn't letting the game breathe enough and that kind of thing so i didn't watch enough to really give it a a a true judgment um but you're right like it created a lot of publicity and um you know a lot of you know back and forth you know about of all people costas who's such a you know uh, long-time veteran and, and pro in the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the the criticism I had heard was that, you know, he was talking a lot, didn't let Darling get enough. You know, people like Ron Darling, that he didn't allow Darling to get enough. And, you know, when you don't work with somebody, it's tough. Uh, and quite frankly, Bob Costas hasn't called a lot of baseball, especially on a day-to-day basis. I thought he – was better as the series went on. I thought he got a better feel as the for the series. I watched uh, a lot of that series later on in the series, um, but uh, he'll be in the studio now, and Ernie Johnson goes to TNT, obviously, for uh, basketball, so that season is underway. On the NLCS side, we've got uh, uh, Joe Davis, as we mentioned, John Smoltz, Ken Rosenthal, Tom Verducci. What do you
2: think about them doing the interviews in the middle of the game? You know, we talked about this a little bit, with regard to the um, in-game player mic'd up situation with with Carl Ravage on Sunday Night Baseball, and then the you know interviews during the game, um, you see it also in the NBA. You know, with these quick interviews with the coaches. You know, uh, that's generally out of between the, the quarters. Last between night, the quarters. Harper hits a home
1: run, and then he, there he is in the dugout talking about it. Schwarber hits a home run. Ken Rosenthal's got him in the dugout. You know, it's. Yeah. I guess the, the the say I got this guy right after his home run to get reaction is pretty cool, but I don't know. Am I, a um, buddy of mine was texting me and said, hey, I mean, let the guy enjoy the moment. But yeah, uh, I'm not saying that Rosenthal me, did a bad job with it. Just no, asking no, no. how it fits into the game broadcast.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me personally, like if it was up to me, I would avoid it all. You know, I wouldn't have any coaches interviews right before kickoff. I wouldn't have any NBA coaches interviews in between quarters. I wouldn't have anybody mic'd up. I wouldn't have, you know, the the, the interviews that you're describing in the middle of a baseball game. That's just my preference because, like, I kind of hold the competition t- side sacred, and I feel like, you know, you, the players, it kind of – you know, almost makes it more of a, sh- a TV show versus, you know, an actual ball game that we're covering. Yeah. That's way. me, you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure some, you know, real thought has gone into a lot of these decisions and maybe even we talked about data before, you know, as far as like, you know, what do the, the viewers want and what does the younger demographic want and that kind of thing. But for me, like, you, you know, as far as my opinion on it goes, if I were, you know, producing these games and so forth, I would be much more traditional about it and not kind of, you know, uh, get in the middle of the actual competition.
1: Okay, uh, by the way, radio, ESPN Radio has both NL and ALCS. Boog Shiambi, who just got announced that he will do the World Series. This will be Dan Shulman uh, last year on the World Series. Boog will take over. I think there's only been like four national voices on radio that have done World Series. I think it's uh, uh, Vince Scully, Jack Buck, Dan Shulman, and now Book Syambi, I think. Uh, oh, John Miller. John Miller was the other one that I forgot. John Miller, Dan Shulman, and Book Shambi will now be the fifth radio voice of the World Series. So he and Doug Glanville. I was texting with Doug Glanville earlier this week. He'll do the Phillies and Padres Series. Okay, down the stretch we come. Let's uh, power through the NBA, which opened their season this week.
2: Yeah. So earlier this week, the, the actual regular season opener, we talked about Eagle and Harlan's travel and how they're, you know, juggling, you know, football and basketball. This time Uh Ian Eagle was on that 76 or Celtics game that, that debuted uh, the first game of the year on TNT along with Stan Van Gundy, uh, the analyst and Chris Haynes reporting. And then, Harlan Miller and Stephanie Reddy were on the Lakers-Warriors game on that Tuesday. Uh, Mark Kessischer and P.J. Carlissimo were on the, the ESPN radio call. So, you know, uh, Kessischer, you know, really busy, <laughs> as, we, as we, we've noted as well. And then um, Wednesday, um, you know, the probably the if you're checking out the podcast as it's dropping here on Thursday, last night, in, if that's the case, if you're listening to this on Thursday, uh, the Knicks and Grizzlies played um, in Memphis, that was the Mike Breen, Jeff Van Gundy game. And, uh, actually Mark Jackson wasn't with Breen in Van Gundy. He was with Mark Jones in Phoenix for Mavericks and sons, along with JJ Redick, who, you know, is getting more and more of these types of assignments. Also Ross gold on Wude, um, on the, uh, reporting side there. And then back to TNT on Thursday, Ego and Harlan, once again, two two NBA games in one week, along with all the football that they're doing. And then Friday back to uh the ESPN package. Um, so yeah, and and I just want to correct one thing. As far as the um Mark Kestischer, I I I'm sorry I was mistaken with this. He's actually doing the ESPN broadcast of that Warriors Nuggets game. So um, you know, I, I mentioned Warriors TV. He's actually doing Nuggets at Warriors on ESPN on Friday night. So, you know, I I said, hey, that this is a situation where he's filling in for somebody. So it's actually he's got a TV assignment for ESPN. He'll be working with Doris Burke on that one. So Nuggets at Warriors – on Friday night, ESPN, 10 p.m. for uh, Kestershire and then he'll do that NFL Sunday ESPN radio game. Okay, and then uh, the hockey. Let's finish up with the hockey.
1: They got underway. Kenny Albert, Eddie Olchek, Keith Jones, uh, Wednesday night, Flyers and Panthers. Uh, we're taping on Wednesday, so if you watch that game, Kenny Albert on the call there. I like that tandem. That's the TNT, which is, uh got the – I believe TNT has the Stanley Cup this year. Brandon Burke, Darren Pang, Jackie Redman – are blues and crack, and that's that doubleheader on Wednesday night. Thursday, uh, interesting, got the ESPN Plus. Hulu, Mike Monaco, we've heard his voice. He did the Little League World Series uh, runner-up game. He's with Kevin Weeks, who's done a lot of studio work. Uh, so you're seeing some him, uh, of him on the Plus now on their NHL coverage, which is really good. Steve Levy does a lot of the um, uh, the the studio stuff on Plus for the NHL. Lightning Panthers, John Butchergrass, Ray Ferraro, Ka- uh, Emily Kaplan. That's an ESPN Plus Friday night game. Sunday, more ESPN Plus. Steve Levy, Brian Boucher, who's a uh, Philly guy. He used to do the NBC Sports Philadelphia stuff here. And Emily Kaplan's their sideline reporter. So the hockey is back as well. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the hockey's back. And, and there's certain announcers, you know, Wischusen included, who are balancing football and hockey. Mike Monaco would be another example, you know, doing um, a bunch of college football as well. Kenny Albert, you know, with the with the NFL. So while there's some who are balancing NBA and football, there's also a, a group doing the same thing with hockey.
1: Yeah, and uh, later on, you'll get NHL uh, on radio with uh, Sports USA, so we'll keep our eye out when their schedule. I think their first game is the Winter Classic at Fenway Park coming up on January the second. They also do the Stadium Series, but they are into the hockey game. So uh, National Radio Sports USA gets those games, and we had uh, John Forthland on the show. He was our first guest. He's a Sports USA hockey announcer. He's also the announcer for the Kraken of Seattle. By the way, Mike Hall was the guest on the Sports Media Watch podcast. Very entertaining. He won the first ever Dream Job show. So if you miss that, check out the Sports Media Watch. Very entertaining guest. I listened to it already. Mike was really good. He's fun. He's very entertaining. George Offman has Jesse Rogers, who's covering that uh, Phillies Padres series for ESPN.com. All right, Phil, let's get out with this. What do you got going on?
2: Well, real quick, just one more note on uh, Hall and Rodgers. Uh, Mike Hall, you know, um, Big Ten Network these days, uh, does a, a decent share of, of play-by-play as well. And on that podcast where he kind of tells his story, you know, f- from the reality show onward, uh, he mentions Carl Ravitch and how that was one of like his first, uh, big opportunities sitting on the the Sports Center set with Carl Ravage and how surreal that at the th- felt at the time. And he also mentioned Bill Pedo, you know, and how Pedo was, you know, like one of the coolest guys uh, to him early in those days. And we you made we a nice to uh, Carl Ravage, and he
1: did a nice Tim Kirkchen impersonation, who who said, "Hey, you
2: know, I really enjoyed you on when you did the show." So
1: it's a fun interview. Mike was very energetic and, and very fun. John and T J did a good job. On that, So go check out the Sports Media Watch feed and uh, check out that interview.
2: Yeah, and Jesse Rogers, you know, um, has been getting more and more TV assignments also as far as being a reporter on some of the Major League Baseball coverage. So good stuff there uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, we keep on rolling on, you know, as far as what I'm up to. I'm heading tonight. Actually, it's, we're taping this on a Wednesday up to Boone, North Carolina for that Georgia State Uh um, check that app state versus georgia state at app state game on espn2 if you want to check that out uh, that's with aaron murray as the analyst and uh yeah it, it should be a lot of fun getting up there drew carter the play-by-play uh man on that one espn2 georgia state app state 7 30 p.m um so yeah i'm looking forward to getting up there i want to uh take a look at um those broadcast booths and and uh, say hi to the app state guys who did such a great job uh earlier this year with that you know big moment at uh um up in versus louisiana when game day was there but also uh versus texas a m down in college station just some big season early on for those uh app state mountaineers and then this weekend i'll be uh doing play-by-play for Brevard College Football NCAA Division III. That's a 3 p.m. game on the Brevard College Tornadoes YouTube channel.
1: All right, uh, 2 to 6. You can catch me on 97.3 ESPN. You can get our app and listen to the show, 2 to 6. Uh, I might be doing football Saturday. I haven't uh, firmed that up yet. Uh, local game on the Cape Atlantic League Live YouTube channel. And uh, I'm on uh, – by the way, i got a podcast called Believe in the Bets. You can check that out on the Believe Network. Uh usually drops on Thursday for NFL, Friday for college. We might do a special with the NBA and uh, with the UFC card coming up. So check that out. Follow me at Mike Gil Show on Twitter, and you can kind of find all those things. So episode 20 is in the books. If you uh, missed any of our interviews for the past, Mark Ketzer, Larry Colmas, uh, Kevin Kugler, Andrew Catalan, Bob Wischusen, Tom McCarthy, who, by the way, is doing some radio with the Phillies in the playoffs. Does two innings. He got the Schwarber home run the other night. So uh, he got two innings and got lucky with the Schwarber homer. Carl Ravich, Rick Scott, uh, Barry Tompkins, the Boxing Hall of Famer, Mike Cousins, Roxy Bernstein, and more. If you missed any of those conversations, you can go back in the Sports Media Watch feed to find them. All right, episode 20 is in the books. And, of course, we'll be back next week with another full list of the announcer schedules here on the announcer schedules podcast. Phil, I'm Mike. Have a great announcing weekend.